What's up, Rock Family? What's up, Rock Family? Hey, thank you for your generosity. Uh, we are going to have an amazing, amazing series. I know I say that all the time, but I'm always serious. I'm serious. And so before we start, I want to welcome everybody. I'm Miles McPherson, and Pastor of the Rock Church. Please hit the share button. Get this to all your friends. Uh, the Word of God is going to challenge you, bless you. And if you do what God says, not what I say, but if you do what God says, which hopefully is in what I say, because it's going to come from the Word of God. If you do it, God is going to bless your life. And, and before we do anything, I want to ask you, wherever you're at, raise your hand. I know you may be sitting by yourself in your kitchen or with your family in your pajamas, whatever. But raise your hand if you want to be blessed. I thought so. Okay. So first thing, let's get on our knees. Let's get on our knees. And I know you may, uh, you may be, again, in your kitchen. Get on your knees. If, look at the person next to you and say, let's get on our knees and pray. Okay. Let's, let's not just go through the motions. Let's get on our knees I want to welcome everybody, especially our first-timers. If you're here for the first time, I'm Miles McPherson, Pastor of the Rock, and uh, welcome to church. And we are going to get in your business today. We're going to get in your business today. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your goodness. Lord, I pray you challenge us today in a big and mighty way. I pray you push us and stretch us to be more obedient and to walk by faith at a higher level. That your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, 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 yes. Get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out. Uh, whatever you have, get your Bibles out. On the count of three, say word. One, two, three, say word. Lift your Bibles up. Go to Matthew 28. Matthew 28. I have a very, 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 very simple, basic question for you. Very, very basic. Matthew 28. This is probably the most basic question in your Christian life you may get asked. And so I want you to think about it really clearly. Why did you become a Christian? Why are you a Christian? People, they go through their life and they have their pains, their ups and downs and hard times. And then at some point, you ask Christ to be your Savior. Why? Now, hopefully your answer is consistent with Jesus' why. Because he came, lived 33 years, died and rose from the dead for a very specific reason. And so hopefully when you ask him to be your Savior, it's the same reason that he died. Now, some of you may say, well, I, I, I asked Christ to come in my life because I wanted to go to heaven. Well, guess what? That's not why he died. He didn't die to die and rise from the dead to bring you to heaven. I'll get to that in a minute. Or maybe you say, I, I got saved because I want to be a better person. That's fine. I mean, it's, it's not that going to heaven or being a bad, better person is not wrong. It's wrong, but there's a bigger reason. I, I died because I want to be, uh, I became a Christian because I want to be more loving. I want to get rid of my problems or I want to have more peace in my life. All those are true, but those aren't the biggest reason that you should give your life to Christ. Because if it is, you'll miss the mark. I know what I mean by that. You may be helping and loving people better, which is cool. And by the way, it's the greatest commandment, but it's a means to an end. There's something bigger than that you need to understand. Or you may say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to heaven. That's great. But if you, say, if you feel like, well, I got saved, I'm going to heaven. Then you go about doing your own thing. You missed the point. So why did you become a Christian? I'm going to propose to you that Jesus came, lived, died, and rose from the dead, not to bring us to heaven, but to bring heaven to earth. 
Remember, he prayed, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he is going to bring heaven to earth through his disciples. Through his disciples. That through us, just like when he walked the earth and he said the kingdom of God is at hand. And he started doing miracles and preaching the gospel and, and healing people and doing all these supernatural things. He was demonstrating the power of the kingdom of God on earth. And he says, you will do the same thing. Look what, it says in, look what it says in Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to him, saying, All authority, all authority over death, over disease, over demonic powers, spiritual forces in the, places, in the heavenly places of wickedness. It says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples. Of all nations, baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I've commanded you. Everything you saw me do, everything I said, you teach them to do the same thing. And I will be with you always, even to the end of the earth. Now, check this out. I want you to think about this. All the things he did, I want you to teach somebody. And I want you to teach them to do what I did. So when Jesus was healing people, when he was preaching the gospel, when he was feeding the poor, when he was, when he was multiplying the bread and the fish, when he was walking on water, all the stuff he did that we think is, well, that Jesus did that. Jesus says, I want you to teach people to do those things and bring heaven to earth and invade the kingdom of Satan on earth and evil on earth and overcome death, disease, and destruction on earth. I want to do it through you. So we're going to start this series called A Difference Maker. Because I believe that Jesus has called us to be disciples, but we're going to call a disciple is someone who makes a difference on earth by doing three very simple things. Now, you see this little stool here. You see this little stool here. I know it's a little tiny stool, so I'm going to break it down, break it down, break it down. you got one leg, two legs, three legs. These three legs, there's going to be three very simple things, three very simple things that we are going to talk about for the next several months. And by the way, hopefully for the rest of your life. It is, these are three marks of a disciple that makes a difference. Now, before I get to that, how many of y'all want to make a difference? I would imagine and hopefully you all want to make a difference. Please don't be that person who just wants to come to church and I just want to be a good person. I just want to go to heaven. I just want to mind my own business. No, no, no. I want to make a difference. And how do I make a difference? I bring heaven to earth. You, you can't make any better difference than that. You can give all your money away. Guess what? You give your money away. And pe those people who you give the money to go to hell. They don't know anything about Jesus. And, and, and you don't know anything about Jesus. So you, you, you don't want to just do good things in the natural. You want to do good things in the spiritual. Now, your money can impact spiritually, people's lives spiritually. Great. Two for one. We want to we we bring heaven to earth. So a year ago, a year and a half ago, we started this New direction of the rock, and I shouldn't say new direction, more clarity to say we're going to make disciples. Our mission is save, equip, sin. We're still going to do save, equip, sin with disciples. Disciples who make a difference. And so as I'm talking today, I want you to be thinking about your life because this is something we're going to be, if, if, if we don't make this clear to you and easy for you, we are failing you. We want to make this clear to you and easy to you. Our responsibility is to help you become a disciple who makes a difference. So whoever you're with, please look at them, whoever's in the room, and say, I want to be, I want to be, let's try it again. I want to be, I want to be a disciple who makes a difference. 
a disciple who makes a difference. So when I turn, I'm talking to the person that's theoretically next to me, okay? You want to be a disciple who makes a difference. Three things. Number one, are you doing ministry? I'll give you three words and then read these. Ministry, mentoring, multiplying. Number one, are you leveraging your gifts to do ministry that expands the kingdom of God? This is what you have to ask yourself. Are you... Doing ministry, leveraging the gifts that God has given you, the spiritual gifts that God has given you, are you doing ministry to expand the kingdom of God? That's step number one. That's one leg. Look at here. Look at here. That's one leg. Ministry. Then, number two, are you mentoring someone? Are you mentoring someone to do ministry? Are you mentoring someone? And number three, are you multiplying, sending that person out on their own? Are you sending someone out? So are you doing ministry? Are you mentoring someone? And are you sending someone out? That's a disciple who makes a difference. So let's read. Look at, look at uh, Mark chapter 4. Let's read Mark chapter 4. And keep those three things in mind. And what we're going to do over the next several months is we're going to apply those three things to the 12 attributes of a disciple. And you'll learn that every single week it will be different. It will be clear to you. My prayer is to be clear to you. Mark chapter, verse, chapter 4 verse 18. It says, Jesus was walking by the sea and saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew's brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. Jesus walking. He sees Peter and Andrew casting a net. And he says to them, Follow me. In other words, do what I do. Come leave, physically leave what you're doing and come on and do what I do. Do what I do. He's going to teach them. And then immediately he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. <laughs> and immediately they left the nets and followed him. And what we are going to see is that they are going to over the next three years. And if you read the Gospels, and we're going to see this over the next several months because we're going to focus on Jesus being a difference maker. How Jesus did ministry. How Jesus mentored his disciples. How Jesus multiplied himself and sent his disciples out. I'm going to say it again because what Jesus did, we're supposed to do. How Jesus did ministry. He used his gifts. How Jesus mentored his disciples. And how Jesus multiplied himself. I'm going to say it another time because this is what you're supposed to do. I, I, in, my, in my our group, I sat down with them a month or so ago, or two months ago. And I said, look, I am not doing this to teach you stuff. My ultimate goal is to get you to do it yourself. So just know that this, what we're doing now is preparation for you to go out on your own. We want to encourage all of you to get in and uh, our group. And you can text groups to 52525. Get in our group. And so you can be in a group where people can, that you can do ministry, learn how to do ministry, be mentored in it, and then multiply it out where you can do it on your own. That's how the kingdom is going to expand. Okay? It's not just coming to church. It's not just attendance. It's not just even mimicking certain rules or guidelines. It's about the kingdom of God transforming you and your environment. Okay? So one more time. Jesus did ministry. We're going to see this in a minute. So should you. Jesus mentored his disciples in ministry. So should you. And Jesus multiplied himself. Three M words. Number one, like Jesus, we make a difference by doing ministry. By doing ministry. Now, what ministry are you doing? And now, you, you, you go to church, that's cool. That's not necessarily ministry. 
that's equipping you to do ministry. You, you may read your Bible in the morning. That's cool, but that's not ministry. That's equipping you. You pray. That's cool. You give. That's cool. But what ministry are you doing? And the ministry that you are doing needs to be consistent with the gifts God has given you. If God has not given you the gift of evangelism, don't try to be an evangelist. Now, share your faith. Absolutely. But that can't, shouldn't be your primary ministry. You need to minister in your strength because that's where you are most energized and it is going to be the easiest. And we're not looking for ease. We're looking for the Holy Spirit to flow. And that's how the Holy Spirit is designed to flow through you. When I got saved, I'm going to tell you what ministry I did. I just started sharing my faith with my neighborhood, the kids in my neighborhood. 40, uh, 36 years ago, I just started sharing my faith, kids in my neighborhood. Guess what? They were getting saved like that. I was like, oh, that's easy. Go to another one. I went to teenage parties. I was 26 years old, teen, uh, 24 years old. I was going to parties with high school kids. Why? Because it was the friends of the kids that I had led to the Lord. And I said, hey, where's your other friends? They said, oh, we're having a party. So I would go to the party. Kids would get saved. I would, I would go to their house. Kids would get saved. I would go to, go to the park. The kids would get saved. I would hang out with them, go to their schools, do an assembly. And because God gave me the, the ability to speak, which I did not know. And so I just started using the gifts that I had that God had given me and stuff was happening. And guess what? I'm still doing that. What are the gifts God has given you? If you want to know the spiritual gifts God has given you, text gifts test with an S, gifts plural, test with an S to 52525, and you can take a test. And it'll take you five minutes, maybe three minutes, and you'll learn. Here's the gifts I have. And by the way, once you realize these gifts, you're going to realize, man, I like doing that. You're going to realize it's something that you enjoy. And so number one, number one, like Jesus, we make a difference by doing ministry. Look what it says in, in, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Check this out. This is what Jesus did. This is what Jesus did. Look, Jesus went about in Galilee teaching in the synagogues. He was teaching. He was gifted to teach. Preaching the gospel. He was preaching the gospel. Yes, he preached the gospel. Healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of disease <laughs> and all kinds of disease among the people. And then his fame went throughout Syria and they brought to him all the sick people who were afflicted, various diseases and torments and those who were demon possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Jesus was doing the ministry himself. He wasn't going to church seeing someone else do it. You can come here and listen to me speak, but then what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Okay. That's, this, this, this can't be I just listen to somebody, I feel good, and I go about my business. No, no, no. You got to do it because you gave your life to Christ according to Jesus to expand the kingdom of God. And you do that, number one, by you doing ministry according to the gifts God is giving you. Number two, like Jesus, we make a difference by mentoring others in ministry. By mentoring others in ministry. I have a, uh, a D group of four couples and I mentor them. Not only do we do ministry together, I mean, not only do we have Bible study every week, but they'll go with me. They'll go with me when I'm feeding the uh, homeless or they'll go with me if we bring food downtown to the 911 call center or whatever we do when I do, we have prayer meetings on the street with 
We pray San Diego. We have people praying all, all along the street. And I'll say, let's go. Here's what we're going to do. When I'm doing interviews with the media, they'll be with me and, I, they'll, and they'll see how you do ministry in the media by just, you know, being a light to the community and being encouraging to the community. And so I bring them with me and they see how it's done. Who are you mentoring? John, <laughs> this is so funny. John 18 <laughs> Verse 10, 11, Jesus got arrested and Peter trips out and he takes the sword and he cuts off a dude's ear because he didn't want Jesus to be arrested. And then, then Simon Peter, having a sword, look at him, it says, Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his ear. Now, this is a funny example. Jesus says, Simon, 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 put that sword back in its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? In other words, Simon, you don't need to be cutting people's ear off. He was mentoring him. You know, this is a, a great example of don't do that. I've already been called to be arrested and beat and crucified. Don't do that. Who are you mentoring? And I'm not saying who are you giving Bible information to. But who are you help direct how to apply that Bible information? Who are you helping do ministry? Who are you helping identify and leverage their gifts? Whenever you see someone preach up here, one of our campus pastors, as soon as he walks off the stage, I'm on the phone. If I'm not here, we're on the phone. Say, okay, change this, correct this, correct this. Mentoring, here's how you do an altar call. Here's how you, here's how you tell the story. Here's how you uh, lay out the sermon. And Every time someone speaks on the stage, other than a guest speaker outside, but if one of my pastors, every single time, as soon as they walk up the stage, I'm talking to them. By the way, I've talked to them before <laughs> and then after. And so that's mentoring, mentoring, because I'm trying to help them be better so they can go do the final stage, which is multiply. Number three, like Jesus, we make a difference by multiplying ourselves in others. Remember, Jesus did ministry. We have to do ministry. Jesus mentored others where he invested in them, equipped them, empowered them, instructed them, guided them. He mentored them. That's what we have to do. Who are you mentoring? This can't be just about you. And by the way, um, you're not really going to mentor well unless you do it because you're not really going to understand it until you do it. It's not theory in your head. It's about what the Holy Spirit teaches you as you do it. So if you just have information in your head and you haven't really shared your faith, if you haven't really ministered to people, prayed for people in public, uh, uh, done ex exercise, whatever gifts God has given you, you really don't know it. It's just in your head, but it hasn't been processed. That's where you learn when you actually do it. Now you have something to mentor in. And once you mentor them at some point, they have to now Go do it. Ministry, mentor, multiply. Uh, it is not uncommon for me to call up one of my uh, disciples, if you will, in my D group. We meet on Tuesday at 6.30. It's not uncommon for me to call up one of them at 6.15 on Tuesday and say, hey, man, I'm tired. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm more out. Something came up, whatever. Can you lead? And they go, got it. Multiply. Now, I've already mentored them. We, we spend time. We talk. We talk. Now it's like it's on you. Okay? And I told them, 
And up front, at some point, you're gonna, it's all going to be on you. So part of that multiplication is it's on you. And eventually it's going to be it's on you. And so you, the question is, who are you multiplying yourself in? Is there some kind of plan that the people in your life are somehow eventually going to do what God has called them to do because of your investment in their life? I'm going to say it again. You have to do ministry. You mentor someone in ministry and in their walk with God, their walk with God, their, their gifts and calling. And number three, you, you eventually send them out so they can go do the same thing for somebody else. I am here because someone multiplied themselves in me. Because I was in a group with four people. And then that guy left town. He got transferred. I'm like, okay, now I got to do it. And I'm still doing it to this, as right now. I'm a product of this very same process. And it's not that we created the process. Jesus created the process. He said, go make disciples. And then he says, I'm going. So look what it says in John chapter 21. Awesome. He says, so when he had eaten breakfast, this is after he rose from the dead. This is after Peter denied him. This is after Peter blew up. When he had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, feed my lambs. John, I'm getting ready to leave. I need you to feed my lambs. I'm getting ready to leave. I'm putting this on you. And he said, Simon... Son of John, do you love me? said a second time. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, do you love me? Peter grieved because he said a third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. He said, most assuredly I say to you, when you were young, you girded yourself and walked where you wish. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hand and another will guide you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said, a third said, said to him, follow me. Listen, he had called Peter. Peter watched him do ministry. He mentored Peter in ministry. And then he said, Peter, it's time for me to go. I'm leaving. So I'm sending you out. It's going to be on you and the disciples. I'm not going to be here. Now, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. You're not going to be by yourself. That's a cool thing. I won't let you be alone. The Holy Spirit will be there. He'll be your helper. He'll remind you of things we talked about. He'll give you power, anointing, you know, clarity, visions, all that. So you're not going to be by yourself. But I'm physically not going to be here with you. I'm sending you out. So here's my question to you. Do you want to make a difference? If you want to make a difference, you've got to minister according to your gifts. So you got to know what your gifts are. Got to know what your gifts are. Text GIFT to 52525. It's right there in your notes. You got to do ministry according to your gifts. Then you got to mentor. So you got to be in a group where you can have mutual accountability one to another and mentor each other, encourage each other, challenge each other. And then you got to multiply. Who are you multiplying? You know, one of the reasons that having kids is so awesome? We get to multiply. Get to see something about you in someone else. And so I want to pray for you because God wants you to make a difference. 
When he sees you, he sees someone he loves, he sees someone he has value and that he died for, that he's given and, and wants to give gifts to. And if you've asked Christ to be your Savior, he's already given you those gifts. But you have to say, Lord, I surrender. I want to make a difference. So I'm going to do, I want to pray a little make a difference prayer. And I want you to repeat this after me. Now, some of you, you've asked Christ to be your Savior. Many of you have. But you're not really making a difference. You're just kind of living. And because of COVID and because of all the protests and all the stuff that's going on in the culture and the racism, you're like, well, I'm just going to hunker down and, you know, pray. No, 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 no. This is where we make a difference the most. First, by understanding who we are in Christ. And then minister to people God brings you. And is it scary for some of you? Yep. And uh, in a very Christian pastoral way, I will say to you, you got to get over that. Because you got to walk by faith. What I mean by that is that you may have a little fear and you can say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. Okay, God, I'm going to trust you. It's just one step at a time. And you will start to see and understand the gifts God has given you, the plan he has for your life. And you're going to see all these amazing things happen in your life. So I'm just going to pray a prayer, make a difference prayer, where you are saying, Lord, I surrender my life. And for all of you who have been saved, who are most of you, the first thing you should do is get in a group. Because that's where the mentoring is going to happen. That's where the equipping is going to happen. That's where the accountability is going to happen. You cannot do this by yourself. It was never intended for you to do this by yourself. Matter of fact, Jesus says, do not do anything until the Holy Spirit comes with you. You can't be by yourself without the Spirit and with each other. That's why God told Adam, it is not good that man be alone. He, you can't do ministry by yourself. You have to not only be equipped, but then you've got to have someone to minister to. So I want to encourage you all to get in a group. Text groups to 52525. It's all over your lesson plan. It's all over the whatever platform you're on. And get in a group. Start a group. We will equip you. We will give you what you need. We're here for you because our number one goal is to get you in a group so you can do ministry, mentor and be mentored, and then multiply yourself. Let's all bow for a word of prayer. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, I know that most people listening right now have given their life to you. There are thousands and thousands of people listening right now who prayed the prayer to ask Christ to be their Savior. But I also know that a lot of them are kind of going through the motions. You know who you are. If it doesn't apply to you, it don't apply to you. I'm not talking to you. But, Lord, you have called us to make a difference, to be disciples that obey what you have commanded. So if you are that person, you're saying, I want to make a difference. I want you to pray this prayer with me, and then I'm going to ask you to hit the raise hand button. This is going to be today for those people who want to make a difference. And then you're going to text groups to 52525. You're going to start a group or get in a group of someone you know. And then we're going to go through the next several months learning what it means to be a difference-making disciple. So in the privacy of your heart, if you would like to be a difference maker, pray this prayer with me. Pray, dear God, I surrender my future to you. I surrender my life to you.
I follow you and submit to you for your glory and your purpose that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven through my life. I commit my life today to be a difference maker. I commit to doing ministry according to my gifts. I commit to mentoring others in their life. And I commit to multiplying others. That the kingdom of God will be expanded and established on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. What I'm going to ask you to do right now is text groups to 52525 and either start a group or join a group. we got to get all of you into groups so the church can grow and thrive whether we're here on Sunday or not. It's going to be up to you. Let's go make a difference, and I'll see you next week.